That addiction, that habit, that sin that you feel is impossible to shake, it can be shaken. It does not roll over you. And it's very important that before we go anywhere in this episode, you understand. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here on Church Boy Confessions. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Boy Confessions podcast. I'm your host, Humanly Heke. Welcome to episode 146. We had a bonus episode last episode and um you know i'm back i'm back behind the mic you know this is me it's, it's for real me it's not me from the past um but i hope you guys had an amazing last week um last week i finished my first year of seminary school thank god you know what i'm saying i'm already looking better than i was last week beards thick skin 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 getting there though you know what i'm saying i got like this big old zit right here so i don't even know why i pointed that out because then you're gonna look at it like throughout the entire episode forget I, I said that you know what i'm saying but i'm already feeling good you know what i'm saying like uh i'm not gonna lie these next three months i got a break you know from school and you know i just have you know more time and more space to do the things like focus on unassociated and and all of that so What's up? What y'all been up to? You feel me? I feel like I haven't been buried in finals and buried in school for so long, but, you know, I'm excited, though. I'm very happy that, you know, I got that first year of school done, um, you know, um, but, you know, job's not done. So I work every day. So whatever. But no, God is good, though. God, God is good. And I hope you guys have had some type of blessing from last week as well. Um, but today I'm going to get into this episode, man. Oh, oh, before I do that, let me first say thanks to everybody that came out to Bible study last week. It was amazing. Um, we're growing too. Hey, look at that, man. Um, continue to invite your friends, guys. Next one's going to be next, uh, first Monday of next month, first Monday of every month from here on out. You know, like this is a space that we get. You guys listen to this podcast. You have these questions, go ask them at Bible study. You know, you need some type of advice. You need some type of conversation. Come to Bible study, bro. We have an amazing, amazing conversations, a whole bunch of great people that contribute as well. Um, so yeah, come out to the next one. I'll, I'll give you guys more information when the next one, um, comes up. Um, another thing that I have to say that I have not said in a long time, I tell you, and I'm sorry, I really am sorry, like I genuinely forget every episode, is that you can ask me questions and you can submit questions and topic, topic, subjects, blah, topic suggestions, there you go, to me. If you go to www.unnetassociated.com slash askchurchboy, you can ask me questions. I know y'all be asking Kendrick questions. I be feeling a little left out. So ask me questions too. You know what I'm saying? Like I like I like questions. You feel me? I like topic suggestions. But this episode that we're going to talk about today, and by the way, yes, if you would like to donate at any point in time, you feel led to see into this ministry, yes, please, www.unnetassociated.com slash donate. Um, and I hope this episode blesses you, all right? But we're going to get right into it because, you know, this past week we had posted some uh, episode clips um, from like, I think it was back then, like around the same time last episode was. But, the, you know, we posted some episode clips about uh, sexual sin from the sexual sin episodes. You know, if, if you're listening to this podcast, the chances are you probably heard about this podcast or really started listening to this podcast when um, I had a couple episodes on sexuals, overcoming sexual sins part one and overcoming sexual sins part two. Um, those are really popular episodes. And I think it really just goes to show that, you know, there's a lot of us Christians that, you know, that's what we that's what we deal with. You know what I'm saying? Like sexual sin is such a big thing. Um, and there was a question 
because there was a clip that I posted and what I said was we have to feed the spirit and starve the flesh. And a lot of people had questions about that. And then I had to like check myself and remember that like, yo, like, you know, sometimes we as Christians, especially us who teach and preach, um, we use a lot of Christian lingo and Christian talk to where people don't really understand what we're saying. Um, so I thought it'd be good to use this episode to really break down, you know, what I mean by that, you know, feeding the spirit and starving the flesh, um, ultimately answering the question, how do you break that sin in your life? How do you break sin in your life? Um, this this is an episode, man. I, I think that we've seen a lot of insights um, from you guys and, you know, the community at large that people need this one. So let's talk about it. All right. So how do we break that sin in our lives? You know? Before I even ask you, you know, how do we break sin in our lives? The first question I'm actually going to ask is, why do you want to break sin in your life? Because sometimes we have a wrong answer to this. And because of that wrong answer we have, it really messes us up. It gets us all the way messed up, right? Like If I asked you, why do you want to break that sin in your life? You know what that sin is. Why do you want to break that sin in your life? You know, we'd probably on the surface level give a really blessed answer because I love God. And I just want to be closer to God and sin separates us from God. And that's the right answer. That's really good. But deep down, there's a lot of us, the reason why we are so you know big on sin and the reason why we go to bed and we're so scared and we're so anxious and we want to break the sin in our life so much is because we're scared we're going to go to hell. Um, we're scared we're not real Christians because we're doing this sin. And we're also scared that God hates us now because we've done these things. And, you know, although I'm happy that you want to break that sin in your life, I definitely don't want your motivation for breaking sin to be these reasons because these reasons are rooted in just lies. They're rooted in, you know, things that are very toxic. And um, I, that's what I'll say, toxic. You're, you know what I'm saying? Because if you live a life of sin and you're committed to that, then, you know, you're not going to heaven, you know, but I will say that it's rooted in in a toxic mindset that doesn't actually help you. In fact, I would argue that this mindset, if it does anything, it just gets you fixated on trying to make yourself sinless and trying to make yourself better, which defeats the entire point of the gospel. And of course, I'll break this all down. But ultimately, this mindset of like, oh, I'm scared to go to hell. All it does is it triggers you to say, all right, I got to do more good than evil. Or you're scared to, you know, you say, oh, I'm, I'm, I need to stop sinning so I can be a real Christian. And then, you know, it triggers you to, all right, I'm going to do all of these Christian things and Christian traditions, you know, or you say that, oh, I need to stop sinning because God hates me. So then you live your entire life just trying to get God to love you. And ultimately, all of these mindsets just cause you to be very anxious, you know, and it causes you to live a life of fear and anxiety and you know, none of these mindsets actually transform your spirits. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're just things that torture you, you know, to try and stop sinning. But then you also fail at stop sinning. So then it's like, what's the point? What's the point in having these, these mindsets? They don't work and they just torture you. But, you know, why should we stop sinning, though? Like, why? what should be our mindset? And I think, you know, there's, of course, there's a lot of reasons because we love God, you know, because sin offends him. You know, you don't want to offend people that you love um, because sin offends others as well. You know what I'm saying? And ultimately living and committing to this life of sin leads to a life where you are separating yourself from God because that's that's what you're doing. You're living in opposition to the light. You're living in opposition to God. But the reason that I really want to hone in on today, the reason why 
we should stop sinning, the reason why we should be motivated to break sin in our lives is because we don't have to sin. I know that sounds crazy because you've been told your entire life that, you know, you're human. You're human. You know, you're going to sin here. You're going to sin there and so on. And in a sense, you know, this language, although it's been kind of innocent when we talk to each other like this, but sometimes that also gives us leeway and it gives us this type of mindset that, you know, it's okay that I fell into the sin because I had no choice but to fall into that sin. But that mindset in and of itself, as a Christian to say that I can't help but sin and sinning is just a part of my human nature, that is anti-gospel. And I'm going to break it down. The first place that we're going to go to is Romans chapter 6 and we're going to start at verse 4. This is Apostle Paul writing. It says, We were therefore buried with him, buried with Jesus, through baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we have been, if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with. This is the kicker right here. That we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Ladies and gentlemen, the real kicker here is in verse 6. I've actually talked about this verse um, on the Easter episode. So you can go back to that and like, you know, I broke down like the rest of this passage, but... The real kicker here, the reason why I read this passage is verse 6, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are a believer, you believe in Jesus Christ, you receive him into your heart, he is your Lord and Savior, then you are no longer a slave to sin. So all of that messaging, all of those statements like, oh, I can't help but do this. I can't help but do that. I can't break this sin. Um, oh, this habit's too much for me. Oh, you know what? I'm, uh, I, I just, you know, this is just, I'm a human. All of that language goes out the window because that's language for people who are slaves to sin, for people who can't help but sin, people who are slaves to their sinful flesh desires. And that's not you. That addiction, that habit, that sin that you feel is impossible to shake, it can be shaken. It does not rule over you. And it's very important that before we go anywhere in this episode, you understand that sin does not rule over you if you are a child of God. There are certain things that do not have power over you. Unless you agree to it. That's why it's very interesting for us to understand that this, this sin, our sinful desires do not control us. We have control. But if we don't realize and we don't admit and we don't acknowledge that we have control, we might as well not have it at all. There are some things in our lives that have control over, don't actually have control over us, but because we agree that, you know what, yeah, you do have control, or we just have this mindset of relinquishing our control and acting like we don't have it, then it does have control over us. And that's like how our sinful desires work. We tell ourselves that we can't help but sin, or we can't help but fall in love with this person who we're not supposed to fall in love with. We can't help but, you know, do the masturbation, do the porn, do the sexual sin, do the alcoholism, do the whatever, do the partying, whatever. We say that we can't help but do these things. And guess what? 
We are relinquishing our power. We're not fighting anything. We're just allowing ourselves to be influenced by our own desires. And you do that enough, then you really convince yourself that you are in, you 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 are under its control. But you do have control. You feel like you don't have control, but you do have control. Right? I know as a man growing up, a lot of times you hear these messages like, oh, a man has his knees. Oh, you know, you know, a man needs to do this and needs to do that. Oh, yeah, well, you know, you're going to have sex because, oh, that's a man. Right? This language is anti-gospel. It's anti-Christian. Like, it's not, that's not true. We as believers have control over the things that we do because we are not slaves to sin. But language like that is essentially calling us slaves to sin. But you have, I'll get to it. I was about to say, would you have the Holy Spirit in you? But I'm going I'm to I'm warm up into that. All right. You know, because you might not know what having the Holy Spirit means or has anything to do with breaking sin in your life. But we're going to get to that. All right. But the first thing we need to do is establish that we have control. We have control over the things that we do. Stop blaming your sinful flesh. You are. Like a huge, like you are existing, you have a conscious, you have free will. You understand what I'm saying? Like, but some of us, we don't want to act like we have, we don't want to admit that we have control, right? We would rather say that, oh, it's my sinful flesh that just took over me, right? Or we would rather say, like, oh, you know, a demon just whispered in my ear and I'm fighting demons and all oh, they won. Really? Really? And don't get me wrong, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that demons don't be bothering people or whatever, but you're a child of God. You got the Holy Spirit in you. Like, stop making up those excuses, bro. Like, literally, some of us, the reason why we don't want to admit that we do have control over the things that we do and we would rather blame our flesh or we'd rather blame the devil is because it makes us look bad when we admit to God that, yeah, I deliberately offended you. Yeah, I told you that I wasn't going to do that again, and I went out and I made the deliberate decision to do that again. But please remember that there is grace. Please remember that there is grace. Please remember that God knew that you were going to struggle with what you're struggling with. God knew you were going to fall where you have fallen. And that doesn't mean that you should go out living life saying that, well, God knew I was going to mess up anyway, so I'm going to mess up. No, I just need you to know that, to have that reasoning that God loves you and he's putting up with you and like literally for a reason he loves you you know what i'm saying like so stop that admit your fault admit that you had control you feel me and, and you made the decisions there's many decisions that i have made deliberately there's many times where when i wanted to do the certain sin the bible was laying on my bed and it was open and i had to close that bible and i had to put it away before i could do anything because i respected god right and I did, and I made those deliberate steps and those deliberate decisions, and I own up to it. I own up to it, and I confess it to God, and God washes me from that unrighteousness. He forgives me, he loves me, and he makes me better, man. If I were to sit down there after I did all that and say, oh, man, I could never go back to God, then there would be no Church Boy Confessions podcast. So just know, man, he ain't giving up on me. He ain't give up on me, so he's not going to give up on you, but admit that you have control. But after you do do that, after you establish that you do have control, what happens after that? Because things don't just stop there, right? 
Because you can have that control, but does that mean that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're always going to do the right thing with that control? I'm a witness that that's not always the case. So this is the part of the show where I introduce to you the Holy Spirit, all right? Y'all going to have to excuse me because, you know, you know, I get to get back in the gym now. Since, you know, I got more time on my hands. So, you know, I got my protein shaking, you know, just excuse me. I got to, I got to sit. I'm trying to get, you know, get big again. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get big. I'm trying to make it, I'm trying to get back on, you know what I'm saying, what I was on before. But um, besides, that's besides the point. <laughs> nah, but I got to introduce to y'all um, the Holy Spirit, okay? You know, uh, there's a couple things that you need to know about the Holy Spirit right off the bat, all right? John chapter 14. Jesus is talking to his disciples, right? And he's saying that, you know, I'm going to go with the Father, right? I'm going to leave y'all, but I'm not going to leave y'all as orphans. What's going to happen is I'm going to send a helper alongside me. He's going to be with y'all, right? And John chapter 14, verse 17 says, The world cannot accept him, talking about the Holy Spirit, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. All right? So from this statement, we know that the Holy Spirit lives in us and is with us. Excuse me. And the Holy Spirit only lives and is with people who believe in Jesus Christ and not people who do not believe in Jesus Christ. So we understand that the Holy Spirit is something that we as believers exclusively have. All right. The second thing I need you to know about the Holy Spirit is one of the roles that it plays is multiple roles of the Holy Spirit. I believe I talked about them before. Um, but one of the things I'm going to talk about today is its role in producing fruit that make us righteous in our life. It produces fruit in our lives that make us righteous. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23, I've, re- I've probably read this verse more than I've read any other verse on this entire podcast, like the all episodes. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. The product, when I say fruit, I'm talking about the product of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law, all right? The Spirit directs us, it influences us, and as we walk in accordance with the Spirit, we naturally bear the fruits of the spirits. The fruits of the Spirit, when I say bearing the fruits of the Spirit, I'm talking about living a righteous life because the fruits of the Spirit is righteousness. And just like a fruit, just like fruit naturally comes from a plant that is rooted a plant that is alive there's a natural production of godly living and love that come from people who have the holy spirit and yield to its influence let's go to romans chapter 8 verse 5 to 9 this is stuff that we covered in bible study too like if you guys coming out the bible study you know what i'm talking about and if you haven't been to bible study i'm trying to tell y'all Come out to Bible study. We break these things down. Like, like we literally, the first Bible study, we broke down like three chapters of Romans. Like, like this is what we do, right? But Romans chapter 8, verse 5, um, we're going to go to 9. It says, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. 
Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are in the realm of the are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God lives in you, which is you because you're a Christian. If you're not a Christian, then we can handle that. Right. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. I'm, I'm sorry, I just jumped to verse 14 without warning you guys. <laughs> jumped into verse, jumped into verse 14. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. All right. So, this is a great place in Scripture because we see this dichotomy and i don't even know if that's the right word to say but if it is that means i'm really smart we see this dichotomy we see you know living life according to the flesh and living life according to the spirit right the living life according to the flesh leads to death and living life according to the spirit leads to life and peace because god is life and peace there is no life and peace besides god which is the reason why anything that is opposing god leads to death right they are not the same the flesh and the spirit, these paths, they're not the same. They contrast each other. But we as believers are in the realm of the spirits, all right? If you want to stop living a life of sin, and if you want to break that sin that's been really weighing you down in life, then you need to walk according to the spirits. You need to yield to the influence of the Holy Spirit that you have inside of you. All right? Notice something. It's not about focusing on not sinning. And that's, if there's one thing I, I, I need you to understand this episode is this. It's not about focusing on not sinning. It's about focusing on the Holy Spirit. It's about focusing on the influence of the Holy Spirit. Many believers, we focus on not being influenced by our flesh. We focus on not giving in to our flesh. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm happy that you have that motivation, but it means nothing if you're not focused on being influenced by the Holy Spirit, because it's the Holy, it's the influence of the Holy Spirit that keeps us away from the influence of the flesh, that keeps us away from giving in to all of the things that our fleshly desires want us to give into. The only thing that can save us from the influence of the flesh is the influence of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is key here. So many of us try to escape the influence of the flesh on our own, and that's why we mess up, you know? We say that we're going to do A, B, and C to make sure that we never sin again, and then we fall short. It's because A, B, and C had nothing to do about focusing, focusing your time, your attention, everything on the influence of the Holy Spirit. That's what you need. All the tactics that you have to stop sinning mean nothing if you are not increasing, advancing, there you go, in your relationship with the Holy Spirit. And that's why so many of us have tried and failed, and tried, and failed, and tried, and failed, and I'm a witness. I was addicted to certain things, and I've talked about it before. Pornography, masturbation, all that stuff, 
for years, years, my friend. And I, I'm a Christian too. Like I know that this stuff is wrong and I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. Even sometimes I'll go months at a time without falling into that again, months at a time. But then I go again because it wasn't enough for me to just tell myself or promise to myself or promise to God or make some type of contract with myself that it's, I'm done. I'm not sinning anymore. Boom. I made the decision. No, 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 no. Where's the Holy Spirit at? Because if you're not getting closer to the Holy Spirit, if you're not advancing, if you're not being influenced by the Holy Spirit, that influence of the flesh will indeed overcome you. And I don't care who you think you are. The reason why you find it so hard to stop being influenced by your flesh, I'm telling you, it runs pretty deep. It runs pretty deep. You know, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was thinking about this, though. I was thinking about this, though. Like, the reason why you find it so hard to stop sinning is because our flesh influences us so much. The reason why we find it hard to stop sinning is because our flesh has a lot of influence on us. It's the reality. But why wouldn't it? I mean, you tell you tell yourself that, hey, I want to stop you know, sexual sin. But then all you and your friends talk about is girls. All of the music that you listen to talks about fornication. Literally all of the shows that you watch on Netflix or whatever has porn in it. And you're wondering why your flesh has so much influence on you. I mean, you give it so much time, attention, and space, then why wouldn't the influence be so great on you? When are we going to give time, space, and attention to the influence of the Holy Spirit? Maybe that's what we should be doing. Can we pray? Can we fast? Can we go to Bible study on a Wednesday? I know you go to church on Sunday, hopefully. Can we go to Bible study on a Wednesday? I don't know. Can we... You know, can we volunteer in our church and in our communities? Can we can we give space, time, and attention to the Holy Spirit to influence us? Maybe can we give more space, time, and attention to that than space, time, and attention to literally our flesh? Some of us are literally like, come on, bro. You wondering why your flesh is influence, has so much influence on you, bro? I mean, you're in the bed with your significant other watching a boring TV show, what do you think is about to happen? We give it space. We give it time. We give it attention. But it's time to give that space, time, and attention to time with the Holy Spirit. That's, that's, it's time for that. We need to give ourselves time to be influenced by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Your favorite book is Fifty Shades of Grey. Where my book at? I'll sh I'll show y'all what book that y'all should be reading. Look at this one. Y'all want some books to read? Look, The Peacemaker 
Look at that one. What other books is up here? Ah, yes. Jesus Calling. <laughs> you feel, well, y'all want some books to read? Look at this. Hold on, not that one. <laughs> the One Year Bible, Paul. The Man of Grace and Grit. Those are books. Give the Holy Spirit time. <laughs> Give the Holy Spirit space, yo. <clears throat> you know, when you give the Holy Spirit all this time, space, and, and attention, man, you know, like, it influences you because one day you're going to get to that point, right? And you're going you're gonna to recognize the influence of the Holy Spirit because, you know, you're going to be presented with that thing that used to entice you so much and get you to slip so much, man. You know what I'm saying? But it's not going to be you. The way you respond to it, it's not going to be, oh, I'm not going to do this because I'm giving myself three months. And da, da, da. Nah, you're going to be like, mm, I don't want to do that. Nah, I don't want to do that. You know why? Because, like, I've been influenced to no longer want to do that anymore. I have a changed mind about certain things. That's what the Holy Spirit can do. The Holy Spirit is going to be that thing that changes your mind about the things that you used to do. There are going to be certain things that you don't see it the same way. You don't perceive it the same way. Every time you look at it, rather than, you know, excuse me, rather than associating it with like just fun and happiness, excuse me, or feel good. There you go. You're going to be associating it with just emptiness. I tell you, it's influence because I'm influenced to think like that now. You know? We need the influence of the Holy Spirit. That's how we break these sins that have been haunting us for so long. It's not about just not sinning. Nah, bro. It's deeper than that. It's deeper than that. Let's pray. And, you know, there's some of us that you you probably listen to this and you don't have the Holy Spirit. But it's just as simple as accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So you could do that right now. You say, Lord God, I am a sinner and I repent for my sin. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe you raised him from the dead. I believe he paid for my sins. I surrender my life to you. I welcome the Holy Spirit into my life. Let not my will be done, but yours. I confess and believe this. In Jesus' name, amen. And for the rest of us, who for so long you've been trying to stop. But you've yet to really understand and feel and experience the influence of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Father God, help us to be influenced by you. Help us to intentionally open ourselves up and yield to the Holy Spirit that is inside of us in the mighty name of Jesus. No longer will we go about life trying to fix our own sin problems because we cannot do it, God. We can't do it. We need you. 
We need someone to influence us. And who better to influence us than you, perfect God? So, Father, all of us that are hurting, that are burdened and heavy led and that are that are that are suffering from fear and anxiety with hell and thinking that you hate us. Father, first of all, help us understand that before the foundation of the earth, Christ died for us. Lord, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, God. So it's not a matter of whether you love us or not. You love us regardless. You love the worst sinner that's ever sinned and even never repented. You love us. So help us to operate from your approval, not for your approval, from your approval, oh God. Help us to partake in your goodness, oh God. We are thankful, Lord. We are thankful. Show us the way. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys. You know, this message, man, if you got to play it over and over and over and over again, then play it over and over and over again. Because when you understand this, this is going to change your life. This is one of those episodes. This is one of those episodes that changed lives. Because this is something that I realized that changed my life. So I know it can change somebody else. Even if it's one, I know it could change somebody else's life. I know. I know. I'm, I'm a product of it. So if this episode has blessed you and you feel like it could bless somebody else who's been in this situation where they can't break, they can't seem to break this sin, send them this episode. Let them listen to what you just listened to. Send it to one other person, at least one other person. And let them listen to it too. And let them be blessed by it. Because man, no longer are you going to live life scared that you're going to miss heaven because you can't break this sin. No, that sin does not have power over you. Break it. By the power of the Holy Spirit. I love you guys. You guys have an amazing, amazing, amazing week. Ask me questions. Hit me up on, on IG, whatever it might be. Let's have conversations. Wherever you need help understanding, I'm here for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's let's go. Let's let's get active. I love you guys. Peace.